3: hey yo, welcome in to chgo white sox podcast coming to you live from studio b of our chgo offices here in the west loop of chicago i'm your host sean anderson alongside me herb lawrence hello our chgo white sox community leader you can follow him at ecknerwall23 he's our chgo I'm off today. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. We're being produced today by Sarah. Hi. Hello. Uh, Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button like Vinny's telling you down below. Make sure you're subscribing. We have a Hawks watch along that's taking place an hour at, well, just directly after our show wraps up. So uh, just stay tuned to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel as the Blackhawks guys will be with you for the entire game. Uh, And most importantly for our show. Joining us from Arizona, sunny but now cloudy, as Herb pointed out, Arizona. Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. Uh, He just published his CHGO White Sox weekly for our diehards. You can become a diehard today uh, at allchgo.com. And you can also read about the new White Sox, Brian Shaw. He's back, baby. And you're back, Vinny. Welcome back. How was your weekend?
2: It was good. It was good. I got to, uh, you know, got to go on a little hike on Saturday, and when I say little, I don't mean little because it was pretty epic. I got to be honest with you.
3: <laughs> how epic was it, Ben?
2: It was very epic. It was like literally one of the best hikes I've ever done. It was great.
3: I mean, I feel like I'm like pulling teeth here. I feel like I'm I'm doing a scrum here. How how long was the the hike? We didn't we didn't go on it, the hike. What was it? Where were it you? It was thing? a hike
2: into it was a hike into Boulder Canyon in the Superstition Wilderness. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, basically think if like you were to hike through a Western, it was like canyons and mountains and rock formations. There's a, you know, it was, it was, I expected, I expected to see, you know, a big, a big shootout at some point or something like that. Yeah.
3: Wow. Um, were you wearing a cowboy hat? Were there any boots on? What, I mean, I need to really picture this here, man.
2: I mean, hiking boots, hiking boots, but uh, no, it's cool. It was in, it was in this, so you drive up, uh, it was a big, long scenic drive through like, you know, think like national park quality scenery, right? And then you get to a big lake in the middle of the desert. And that's kind of where the hike started and you go up and you get to look out over the big lake and everything. And then you go back into the canyon, and you get to see all the mountains around you. It was, it was pretty, pretty fantastic.
0: We're we're losing Vinny to Arizona. It sounds like he loves (laughs) it down there. A lot
3: of hiking. No hiking here, though, Vinny, because there's all flat.
1: Well, Doesn't here's lie. the thing.
3: I would say, you know, of course, I mean, even with PHNX in the family, it's easy for him to probably get work down there, you know, just cover the Diamondbacks, but they're threatening right now to move. So that'd be a horrible <laughs> career move, Vinny. Uh, so let's not do that. Let's hopefully uh, you'll be staying with us uh, at CHGO White Sox. Uh, Vinny did some great work. Uh, obviously, over the weekend, uh, there were some shorts up to keep you posted. Uh, even when we weren't doing shows, there's the article at allchgo.com. There's the piece for Diehards. So there's a lot of content coming from Dim- uh, Vinny. We also do have new diehards uh richard cody howard brendan riley and riley uh joined us so thank you very much to those people who have joined us over the weekend we also had joe on friday uh so if you do want to uh, grow the uh, ever-growing community that we have at all chgo head over to become a diehard at allchgo.com uh Vinny got us some video from andrew vaughn aloy jimenez got some audio from martin maldonado and mike moustakis but the uh coup de resistance i don't speak french uh i don't know what i'm talking about is Luis robert jr uh, we got about six minutes of Luis robert jr uh talking to the media what was the biggest takeaway what was your favorite moment from Luis robert before we get into it ben
2: well i think the headline was definitely that uh this is a guy who was so good last year and whether it's other people talking or him talking today I think he can be a lot better, and that's just kind of crazy to think after the way we saw Luis Robert Jr. play in 2023. Uh, you know, he, he's saying kind of things that probably are is making – Pedro Grafol and Chris Getz smile. He's talking about improving the little things in his game. And, you know, he's sitting there uh, talking about how excited he is that that defense is a, uh, uh, you know, a priority for the front office and for this team this year. Um, So he's he's talking the talk in terms of uh, all the new kind of identity stuff and the new way that this team wants to play. Um, Listen, it seems that Luis Robert could definitely be the type of guy who plays a fast, aggressive style of baseball, right? We know he has the athletic ability to do it. We already have seen the defensive prowess in center field. You know, it's been kind of a a concern in the past about is he going to, you know, uh, suffer any health uh, issues while running the bases or perhaps more specifically sliding into the bases. But if they get that cleaned up, I, I don't understand why. He couldn't be a guy that is running all over the place. We even saw it plenty of times last year where whether he got to first base on a base hit or a, uh, a walk, he'd be on second and then he'd be on third in the blink of an eye. If he if the White Sox are truly serious about playing in this style of baseball in which they're trying to, you know, make it a nightmare for the opposing team, it would seem like you would be sending Luis Robert Jr. a lot more because he has the speed to do it.
0: I Couldn't agree more I'm excited about the guy Looked like he was in great shape Probably not the best shape of his life Because he's always in the best shape of his life But like the new hairstyle I just can't wait to see the player Because baseball is back now That the players are all back there Full squad group is going And as Ellie points out really the only player to watch, but I'm looking forward to other people watching. I know that he's a superstar. He got voted 27th best player in MLB by MLB Network. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that superstar continuing his trek to the Hall of Fame eventually.
3: Herb just gave me a great idea. I will rank all 70 players from my excitement to watch them uh, this spring training. Honestly, Luis Robert might be 70. I don't, I mean, Brian Shaw's probably number four. Uh, Garrett Crochet with his new cutters likely one. Michael Kopech's two. Dylan Ceases still in a White Sox uniform. I'm desperately watching every single pitch to make sure he's okay. I mean, come on. I I mean, it's not going to be exciting baseball, but it's interesting baseball. We all know who 70 is.
0: We won't say the name because then we have to drink.
3: Oh, come on. He's at least 69 (laughs) because it'll make it funny. Um, All right, let's jump into the uh, player to watch, the only player to watch, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, Here is six minutes starting with a back and forth with Scott Markin.
4: If you look back on last season what do you take away from the all-star performance social performance that you were able to put up across the course of the year No is okay
5: I think my biggest takeaway was okay. I was able to stay healthy and play the amount of games that, that I play uh, you know, I think I play a lot of games and, and that was something that I wanted to do.
4: What's the key then to going to another is there another level you can go in 2024
5: yeah I think I, I can improve a little things that uh, do as well as, as I want uh, last year, and I think I can improve in those little things. And if I do, it's gonna be a way better season.
2: Pedro has talked about wanting to play a new style, fast, aggressive. How excited are you to to hear that, and do you think that that'll help this team out?
5: Every time that I go out to the field, I, I do it, you know, with that mindset. And I think everybody uh, do that. Going to be in, in a good position. Uh, I don't have any problem with it. How challenging was last season
6: from the team standpoint, and how
3: motivated are you?
5: Uh, for the White Sox to be a better team this year? No, it's hard we see. It's difficult uh, to lose as many games as we, as we lost last year. It's definitely is difficult. But I think, uh, you know, this year we want to do better. I think, you know, we're there from last year. And, and I think we wanna, we're going to perform in, in a better level this year. How important uh, is it for this offense
6: for Aloy and Johan to kind of come alongside and have the years that they are seemingly capable of
5: happening for the That definitely is going to be one of the key for us. Know. unfortunately, yeah, that has hurt us. Last couple of years, you know, we haven't been able to play the lineup. This year, we are able to stay healthy. Everybody managed to stay healthy and play as many games. as we can, I think the results are going to be good for this team, but that definitely that's a, a big key for us.
6: In conversations you've had with
5: Johan in the offseason, do you sense from him that he's has any extra level of, of motivation. Before last season ended, he you know the, the mindset was you know get ready and in, in the best shape possible during the offseason season to come back this season you know uh, and and do what he and everybody knows that he can do on the field. What is it good you when people talk about you as one of the best players in the game how do you process it? <laughs> no but feels good. Pienso que eh, por eso es lo que he estado trabajando desde que llegué aquí a esta administración, pero nada, las lesiones no me, no me han ayudado y pienso que por eso siempre dije en todas las entrevistas que mi, mi clave es mantenerme saludable y gracias a año pasado pude estar saludable y el salir. It feels good, uh, you know. That have been one of my goals ever since I, I came here and aside with it, with, with this organization, just be the best player that I can be. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the past seasons, you know, injuries and all the stuff kind of prevent me to to be that kind of player. I think uh, last year was was a step forward. Uh, but I said that, that that's what I work for every day, just to be the best player that I can be.
0: Do you feel like you had to?
4: sacrifice
5: any average or maybe accept more strikeouts to tap into your power oh, as much as he did last season? Or do you feel like you can be a guy who hits 300 as you haven't passed and hit 40 home the So you think it's okay? No. I'm confident that I can do both. I can hit over 300, I struggle a little bit with the strikeouts, but uh, I think that's something that, that I can do. I can control uh, the strikeouts. I, I think that's something that I, that I can prevent. Uh, and if I do, okay. the average is going to be there. As well as the home runs.
4: What kind of advice did you give Oscar after, you know, his first year in the match? I know you worked out with him this offseason. What kind of focus did you kind
5: of, of him? He already had the experience from last year. We talked more about, you know, put it in a good use, the experience. Uh, you have confidence on himself. And I think that he's in the right spot. Uh, he has a lot of talent. I think if he's able to put all that
2: together, he's gonna have a good performance this year. As someone who plays good defense, what did you make of the front office's uh, intention to improve the defense this offseason to have a better better defense moving forward in
5: 2024? I thought a lot about that at home during the season. The front office did a good job. I just went almost every signing that the team did and we would have a good players with good defense. That, that's a very important uh, aspect of our game. It's going to be a very important aspect of our game for this season. Uh, okay.
4: you got agents in the off-season, are you thinking a bit more about your future after this current contract with the White Sox at all?
5: You're always thinking about your future, uh, but uh, I, I still have four more years with this organization and I don't think uh, way ahead of that. Uh, I'm, I like to think of the present, today, because that's what I can control. You can have a good future if you don't have a good present, then that, that's, that's why I don't want to think too far away. Your guy who works a lot in English since he came over to this country. Where do you? How
1: much better is your communication with
5: the teammates, coaches? You know, since you first got over here? en inglés? No, no, yo, yo tengo. No, yo tengo buena comu. Yo tengo. Yo tengo buena comunicación, y gracias a Dios, eh, casi todos los coaches son, hablan español y con los. Yes, I have a very good communication with the coaching staff and with my teammates. Uh, you know, we have uh, a good amount of uh, coaches that speak Spanish. And, uh, you know, my teammates, uh, they speak Spanish too.
3: That was Luis Robert Jr. Audio is kind of low from the reporters. I apologize for that. Uh, that could have been louder uh, on my end, so my apologies. But, uh, again, I did find it at least... Uh, the facial expressions he made when James asked that question about his contract, uh, and then Billy Russo, who translated uh, the English uh, answers for Luis Robert Jr., um, I just thought it was very funny. Um, I, I don't know; it's 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 fun for him to see that expression, and even uh, when he did understand Merkin's question mm-hmm. about how good are you, he was like, "Oh yeah, I can answer that." Um, like I, I don't know; like it's 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 exciting to see. His personality, because we don't get the opportunity. So thank you, Vinny, for uh, for sharing that. How about that bar in the middle there, where he's like, you can't have a good future
0: unless you have a good present. It's like, man, Luis is out here rapping style right
3: there i was like damn i'm inspired that's not only baseball that's for life that could be dj billy russo you know maybe he's 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 got (laughs) got a a little spice in there (laughs) yeah maybe or mc billy russo um but yeah no uh, robert uh is it's exciting to have this player still in chicago for the next four years and hopefully they can just play that aggressive defensive fast style around him to make it harder for teams to beat them we know that the team might not be that talented outside of Luis Robert Jr some players need to prove that like Aloy Jimenez and Andrew Vaughn who we'll hear from a little bit later um, but if we do see that talent and they are playing good defense around them hey you know maybe they do win 78 games hey man is that too big is that too bearish
0: I don't think like I don't think they're 60 team 60 loss or 60 win team that they were last year So 78 wins is not too far off from where I think they should be, a middling team in the middle of this terrible division. So if they got 78, I would not be shocked, but also I'd be like, okay, they should be competing for that AL Central if they're at 78, at least going into September, because this team, yes, is not great on paper, but if they're going to do the things that they say they're going to do and Brian Bannister has the effect that they have on like, last year's team fell short of expectations by a lot. And, yes, there's a lot of people not with the team right now, but they're not that bad where they're a 101 lost team, I don't believe. I think last year, like I said in the year before, is an anomaly. And you can't have great players like that on the team who's going to play 150 games, and if the plays 150 games and lose 100
3: games again. Yeah, we got one more uh, question for Vinny, then we'll take a break. Uh, Vin... One thing that stuck out, and i it's more of maybe it's, I know Garrett Crochet said this, you know, guys that uh, bulked up, they got thinner. Uh, guys who got thinner last year, they bulked up. Is Luis Robert Jr. saying, wow, those strikeout numbers were gaudy. I need to work on that. Um, is that just typical for hitters like I, I'm always going to try to you know cut up cut down strikes tr- strikeouts or is it different from when we hear from Malloy later that you know he kind of put a little bit more emphasis behind no oh, no Luis is working on uh maintaining that strike sound is is that really a a goal that we can see look for for Luis Robert Jr. in, in 2024 now that he's played 150 plus games he can kind of zone in on what he needs to do better
2: well, yeah. And I mean, I think it's a goal that he accomplished last year, right? I mean, think of the way we were talking about Luis at this time a year ago versus the way we were talking about him even, you know, come May, right? And, and, and the vast improvement that he made in trying to stay in the strike zone and not allowing pitchers to just throw him garbage and, and have him swing and, and become an easy out. What we heard from Pedro Graffol all year long when it came to Luis Robert Jr. was if he stays in the strike zone, he's incredible. And it's when he doesn't that that things get a little, you know, less incredible uh, for for him as a player. And so I think it's probably not maybe as much, hey, I need to do this because it was bad last year, as much as, man, I need to do this all the time, or I'm going to fall out of the good habits that I created and start going back into the bad habits that we saw in 2022 and then even at the outset of last season. So even today, like you you just mentioned, we had Aloy Jimenez talking about Luis Robert Jr. needing to be mindful of staying in the strike zone. It's probably less of a, this is what needs to improve over what we did or over what he did rather last year and more of a this is something that needs to happen 100% of the time.
3: Yeah. You want to take us into our first break?
0: Yeah, I cannot wait. I mean, our sales guy Jim told us last week I believe it was that line and going to be our beer for this year. Man, I could damn near fell out of my chair because as you know me, I'm a line and fan. I mean, nothing says summer like, hanging out with your people at the ball. The oh, whoa. <laughs> what the hell is going on? How did you do that? He is jamming out there. Wait, uh, I did that? I don't know. I, I didn't I do anything. I think Herb the word Leinenkugel. Cool. What? And, and I, it, it just... Man, Leinenkugel brings the party to Arizona, too. It's amazing. <laughs> Nothing says summer. Like, hanging out with your people, whether at the ball game, at Guaranteed Ray Field, like we're going to be at, at a cookout, or just chilling. Like, a great Leinenkugel summer shandy. I know, like... When you when you hear me say summer shandy, you're like Herb. That's a seasonal beer. What does Lionel Kugel have for me on an everyday basis? I'm glad you asked that. Lionel Kugel has the regular lager, light lager, Lakeside Cherry, which I'm drinking right now, Juicy Peach, Berry Weiss, Northwoods Amber, Dark Lager, and so much more. Like I said, I'm drinking a delicious Lake Lakeside Cherry right here. It's delicious. Goes down easy. If you like the flavor of a summer shandy, oh look at you. Herb.
3: Can I, can I can I jump in here? Because it felt like you were just, I know you're really focused in on the read. Mm-hmm. I know it's really, you know, those reads are tough. Uh, this Sunside Wheat Beer. I know you're giving a, an endorsement for the Lakeside Cherry. Yes. This Sunside Wheat one with natural blueberry and citrus flavors. I'm a blueberry. Uh, maybe I, 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 I was going to use a more vile word. word. Maybe not vile, but uh, exp, explicit. Uh, explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a blueberry boy. How about that? Um, this is the most fantastic beer that I've ever had. I, I truly was not going to expect this to deliver of a blueberry flavor. Usually when beers are you know, brewed with blueberry, mm-hmm. they're not that they're not that good. Um, this Sunset Wheat, line I didn't know about your game. Th- this was my first line beer. Yeah. And I am so damn happy that you this haven't is had a summer shandy so before? I just told you I didn't. Wow. So,
0: Look at you. you. I'm, I'm jealous of you. You get to taste I'm the... Su- bi-
3: I'm not a big beer drinker. Take a... a I, have, I have some health uh, things I, I got uh, to avoid beer for. Uh, but, and, I, you know, drinking this just on side wheat, I just have a more uh, uh, frustration with that, huh? Yeah. Hey, man, uh,
0: when you uh, first get the, your God lips bless. on some sun, summer shandy or this lakeside cherry, you're going to what the hell have I been waiting at least listening these 25 years of my life for? have been drinking early. 26. Well, but well thank sorry. You. you could have been waiting 4 years cuz you got to drink responsibly friends out there. That's what Line and all about. For over 150 years Line and Kugel has combined German brewing traditions with Wisconsin innovation. You don't have to just pick one. Line and Kugel's popular variety packs that come in four flavors for you to try and enjoy. Flavors flavor life's simple moments with Line and Kugel. The official craft beer of Chicago White Sox. Go to liney.com slash C-H-G-O to find out delivery options near you. That's L-E-I-N-I-E dot com slash C-H-G-O or pick up Line and Kugel's pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Line and Kugel's flavor of the month. Oh, no, sorry. Line and Kugel's flavor of the moment. Celebrate responsibly. Jacob Line and Kugel Brewing Company, Chippewa Wall Falls,
3: Wisconsin. Thank you, Herb. Who's your daddy saying the juicy peach one doesn't even taste like beer? LOL. So, uh, hey, go find that variety pack. Maybe uh, have a sunset wheat, a lakeside cherry, a juicy peach, and a summer shandy. And, you know, you got all your beers for, honestly, whenever. I know citrus. I just Ever. learned that citrus is more in, flavor, uh, in, in season in the winter. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I'm guessing that's why the Sunside Wheat one just hits with its natural citrus flavor. Yeah, you've already taken down that cherry over there, too. You're looking. To I, be, it's absolutely full. Look at you. God bless. What, <laughs> why are, you, what are you making me you, out for here? Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, let's tell you about our other friends over at uh, Ray CDJR. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Our partner at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake is celebrating the President's Day sales event all month long. Happy President's Day. Thank you. You're welcome. I, <laughs> I just realized. I'm <laughs> not a president, but thank you. President's take. I see it. Uh, and do you know what that means? You'll be able to shop president savings on their wide selection of inventory. For a limited time, get 20% off MSRP on all remaining new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models with dealer discount. They're number one for new vehicle quality among midsize trucks, says JD Power. And that's not all. Shop their last call on select Dodge Challenger and Charger models. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from at Ray CDJR. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to Ray's price promise. So don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. And everybody loves the word free. You can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center of Ray CDJR or mention CHGO when you book online at at Ray CDJR slash service, but you have to schedule that before February 29th. So if you're on the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963. All right, let's get into the other hitters, because we heard that, you know, Luis and Aloy haven't arrived yet. They arrived. They they were scheduled to arrive today, and here they are. Wow, look at that. We are five days away from games. Uh, I know Aloy has uh, maybe uh, drawn ire for not playing as many games as uh, most players do, and people were scoffing at the number that he's set. I don't feel like this is maybe Michael Kopech saying he's going to throw 180 innings when Aloy says he's playing 150 this year when you mentioned uh, it's likely that he's going to be their DH in 2024.
2: Well, not only that, but like I saw one comment on Twitter from my guy, my, my good buddy, Hi. Ryan McGuffey, right? This is a good, good friend of mine. I'm not trying to call him out and drag him, but he quote tweeted somebody, one of my colleagues uh, tw- tweeting that Eloy says his goal is to play 150 games. And Guff, Guff quote, Guff's quote tweet said, uh, this should have been the goal all along. Do we think Aloy was not trying to play 150 games? Like, his goal was not to go out and get injured. Did he do (laughs) some things... Did he do some things that made it more likely that he got injured? Yes, he did. Did he do some things that were irresponsible and led him to get injured and not play 150 games? Yes, he did. But I don't think we've ever talked to Aloy Jimenez at the beginning of a season like this, where he was like, yeah, I hope I get into about 100, 110 games. Like, no, they all want to play all the games. If he was healthy, he would have played in all the games. The problem isn't the mindset as much as it is the fact that he hasn't been healthy. And he said today, as we're about to hear again, that he is feeling good and his off-season work was so good that he expects to be healthy and he expects to put up big numbers. That's great. He's just got to go out and not get hurt. And uh, that has been far easier said than done for the entirety of his major league career to this point. He finally played in what he what were a lot of games for him last year. I, I'm Of course he's wanting to top that.
3: Right. I mean... It- He was, like, 22 when he was pulling a Vince Carter on the outfield wall. Like, you know, he had a lot of ego or, you know, he had a lot of, I think, uh, overestimate of how athletic he was. And, hey, sometimes he was very athletic. Sometimes he was kind of fast out there. And you're like, whoa, Aloy's kind of sneaky fast. And then he's getting caught up in the netting and giving Christian Yelich an inside-the-park home run. Like, it was more foolishness rather than, I don't know, uh, dumb intent. Like you said, no one wants to go out there and get injured. I don't think Aloy was ever thinking... Today's a good day to get injured. You know what? Hey, you know what? I saw the top of that uh, that outfield fence. It'd be fun to <laughs> hang from it. Yeah. But, well, can my shoulder hang up? <laughs> hang on if I just absolutely you know propel uh, propel myself. I don't even know what word I'm saying. Propel, propel yourself. Over. But propel. it's like this: is Why I don't drink beer. Or herb.
0: It's not even near good. Um, but I think that Aloy and I know people scoff at him saying things about being healthy and playing wanting to play 150 games. But I'm a big fan of manifestation. You put it out in the universe. I think you train your brain to think about okay. If I put it out there, especially out when where people have mics in front of me, now I got to live up to that. And of course, he's not trying to be hurt, as Sean just said and Vinny just said. But once you put that out there, you get your mind trained. Just like okay, we'll do everything we can to stay on this field and stay healthy. And if Lloyd stays healthy, relatively healthy, and nothing's bothering him, we've seen years. We've seen the end of 2022. We've seen his rookie year when he had 31 home runs. Those things are still in him. And yes, we're getting sick of it as White Sox fans waiting for the potential for a Lloyd Jimenez to finally show up. But I hope that this year is the year because like many White Sox, Michael Kopeck. Yo, Mancada, this is a make or break year for your, uh for Aloy Jimenez, I believe, also. So, I think that you will see some. Better things from Aloy Jimenez, but also I'm not putting my eggs in the Aloy will stay healthy basket. He can do that all he wants, but, you know, we've been burnt once, twice, or three times, so I will not be saying, yeah, Aloy's going to play 150-plus games, but I'm good that he's saying that.
3: And, hey, I mean, we look at the three seasons of 2019, 2020, and last year, uh, 122 games, played 55 of 60 games, and then the last year, 120 games. So it's not like he's had two years where he's missed you know, significant. A, a significant amount, It's it, it, it could be that if he plays in a def, you know, designated hitter role, he's able to thrive. I don't and know. And
0: maybe he's getting his mind right. Remember come. last year at the beginning, you know, he's always not one to be the designated hitter. Now it's kind of ingrained. Like, you're the designated hitter, guy. That's what you're doing. So get used to it and hit from there. Absolutely. So he, there's no, like, ambiguity of him playing the outfield from time to time. Like last year, he played it, and then he kind of got hurt, or the legs got tired, and that was pretty much it.
3: They're like, you're designated here now. Let's hear from the man. Uh, Let's hear from Aloy Jimenez on what he learned from last year.
6: You know, it was tough, uh, but every year is a new new year. Uh, We got a lot of times we just got to come together. Um, And so far, it looked good. uh, Way better than last year, and um, I hope keep doing we can doing that
2: you mentioned expectations what are your expectations for for yourself this year
6: you know always is health uh, first uh, I know it's gonna be a good year because i did put the work uh, that I need to put and you know numbers gonna be there if I'm playing so that's that's my goal playing. We
4: well, you know the uh, numbers that you you, Johan, and Luis have not played a ton of I'm games. I guess
7: I'm I got you. <laughs> nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure.
4: That you have, I think, played less than a third together because of injuries. How important is it to have you guys together going strong for a full season?
6: You know, uh, we're in the middle of the lineup, uh, and uh, every time we eat together, we can help more than we be on the bench watching the game. Uh, so. For me, that's the biggest challenge uh, being together like, day by day and play 150 plus. So that's our goal.
4: Pedro City wants his team to play faster this year. What does that mean to you when you
6: hear him say that? Respect 90s. We've been like, put the effort uh, sometimes on games, uh, but this year it's going to be different. Last year you're talking about? This yeah, thing. I talked about last year, but this year it's going to be different. Yeah.
7: Robert was asked what he expects out of you this year. He said everything, that You can yeah. everything. So can you, what do you think when you hear him say that?
6: Well, we talk all the time. So um, in saying that, like, I feel good, comfortable because he trusts in my, he trusts in me and myself. So for me, it's, it's good, you know, and coming out, out of him, like, he's pretty much one of the best players in MLB. Um, it's good.
4: What do you expect from him this year?
6: Like, always. Like, he going to be healthy and uh, put the number he put last year or better. Yeah, he
2: said that, you know, he feels that there's still things he can improve on. Do you see him being even better than, than he's
7: been recently? Yeah.
6: yeah. Like, average, uh, the strike zone, I know he's he been working really hard. And uh, he's going to get better.
7: Yeah. I know you just got, got here, but what gives you a good feeling about this team and it being able to exceed expectations?
6: You know, um, expectations is going to be there all the time. So we just have to work day by day. Um, and uh, the so going to be there. Heard you uh, were, were loudly
2: impressed with some of the home runs that Yolanda know, was able to hit during batting practice there. <laughs> how's, how's he looking
4: early on?
6: Yeah, he's looking good. Uh, like I say, if we're healthy, I know we can help the team. So you've been working on uh, hitting the ball in the air more or
4: avoiding ground balls. What, what goes into working into the- You
6: know, that's a secret. Yeah, that's a secret. Yeah, I, I, I can tell, I can say because the are going to watch this video. <laughs> yeah, so... Do you see progress? Uh, Yeah. Uh,
8: yeah.
6: yeah, you're gonna fi- you're going to find out soon. <laughs> Maybe okay.
7: after the season. Oh, okay. <laughs> but are you, you're seeing the results so far in what you've been working on? What you want to do?
6: Yeah, right? it's it's been good. Um, i feel really happy
7: about it, and um, it's good. Yeah, I said it was bad in practice, but you did, did hit a lot of home runs today. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Does that say anything about where you're at right um, now? Or is it still too early to say. It's
6: too early, but you you can see right now is getting better. What are you hearing from
2: Pedro? What are you guys hearing from Pedro right now that is maybe a little different than what you heard last
6: year? You know, uh, like we were talking early, the respect 90s. Uh, that is something that he told us uh, this morning, and uh, that is good. You know, that is something different uh, coming from him and
3: uh, in the second year. That's good. Hi, I'm Aloy. Uh, that was great with him and Merck, uh, where he introduces <laughs> himself. Uh, I don't know. He's you, you watch that, and at least the interview and his personality— the definition of a guy that's you know hard not to root for. If Aloy goes out and hits 40 home runs, I think all of you are going to be dusting off those 74 jerseys and being thrilled that he's a White Sox. So, uh, hey, if he's healthy and he's you know listening to Marcus Thames, who I think I ended up cutting out that answer because it was just so boring, um, they're keeping it simple uh, not to learn from because all the pitchers are watching this. All the MLB pitchers are taking their time to watch this. Uh, Herb, who is the most likely Major League pitcher to be watching the CHGO White Sox show right now? Uh, Lucas
0: Giolito, probably He's a big time fan of ours His dad was at least a little bit But uh, Was he? Yeah I remember he called. He was on the chat Until Lucas told his dad to chill out And stop being on things um, Melissa says exactly what I'm thinking As you were alluding to I really love Aloy I sure hope he has a great season He's extremely likable And there's a lot of talent in that bat You want to root for the guy Because you hear the, the joy he always exudes When he does uh, speak in front of the media That kid Who's like 27 now, has all the potential in the world. And you want that smile to be permanent. The high mom to be permanent 45 times. Because he can do that. Like it's not even a thing. If I say Aloy Jimenez at the end of the year hit 45 home runs, that would be Aloy. Aloy Jimenez stayed healthy for a bunch of games. Because we know the powers in there. We know he's an average hitter. He's a good hitter. But Staying on the field is the main problem. I know he batted, what, 120 games and didn't hit as many home runs as we expect as he would have played that many games. But I'm not losing faith in the actual player. I'm just losing faith in the actual health. If he stays healthy, man, and that beard, man, looking nice
3: too. Nice and connected. Looking sharp. Yeah, you look good. You play good, Sean. You know, go contact his barber. I think he's probably in the Dominican. I don't think that you're going to be able to set up a, an appointment that easy. Um There's people no, in there too. He, he just arrived he, he he's arrived he spoke to him at like you know 1 p.m you yeah. think he's you know going to a 7 a.m barbershop needs to get lined up a little bit okay um anyways uh yeah I, your home run point is fair just because in 2022 84 games 16 home runs in 2023 120 games 18 home runs not that jump or, or you'd expect if if there's a, a 40 game difference or so all right uh Someone who I like. I know that he's kind of in, in in bad will because he's not Paul Canerco or Frank Thomas or Jose Abreu. Damn, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, but we do have Andrew Vaughn tape as well. Uh, let's hear from Andrew Vaughn on what he worked on this break.
8: No, you know, that starts the the offseason, you know, getting more agile, working on the swing, you know, getting in shape and being ready once today starts. What has Pedro's message kind of been for you guys? Um, come in, you know, we talked about the whole zero percent playoff projection, you know, um, I think we can just prove a lot of people wrong this year. Yeah, you guys, that's, kind huh? a, that's kind of a big thing for you guys—the the zero point zero. I mean, it's it's something, but you know, we just got to go out. And, you know, do what we can do. Um, be a good group in here. Just come together and play good baseball.
4: I talked to you earlier in the offseason about agility and everything else. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things you specifically worked
8: on? Um, a lot of stuff in the training room. You know, bands, resisted shuffles, runs, footwork—you name it. Do you see it? I mean, is it a
4: palpable difference? Can you feel it already? Or I, I see. I definitely. You
8: How so? Um, You know, I just feel way better. Better shape, you know. The, all the tests are a little bit better, so it's a good, it's a good start to, you know, the season. You said you're kind of expecting a breakout here, you not had success
4: in previous years, but what, what are
8: you feeling about the season that you can take the next step? Yeah, you know, just hold myself to higher standards, you know. Look back at, you know, the numbers and stuff, whatnot. Work my butt off in the offseason, you know, to come into this season and, you know, play the best baseball. The you
6: see there's still room
8: to grow yeah, I feel like there's always room to grow. I mean, nobody in this game is hitting 500, you know, the best of the best hit 300. You know, I want to try to be one of the best of the best hitters. You know, that's everybody in here. I think personally thinks that is a hitter. You miss the outfield? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's baseball. Sometimes I do, sometimes I do
4: With the numbers you've already put up, which were very good, what does a kind of a breakout quote
3: unquote mean to you for
8: 24? That's hard to put into words. Um, Let's talk at the end of the season.
3: Vinny, I don't know about you, but something he said there was very reminiscent of old friend Frank Minakino of fuck the home run. Let's three. Let's hit 300. Damn it. I butchered it. Uh, you know, he said good hitters hit 300 and I want to be a good hitter. I don't know if I should take it all the way to, you know, Andrew Vaughn's goal is to hit 300. But Andrew's one of those guys with personal motivation, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, what was it that uh, that, that we heard at the outset last week of, of this camp, which was there's a lot of guys with something to prove, not necessarily to, uh, you know, everybody that's listening or watching at home, but to themselves. And uh, Andrew Vaughn is a guy who obviously was the number three pick in the draft. Any progress that he has made in this game, it has not necessarily been to the level that folks expected it to be at at this point. And um, he has to go out and maybe prove to himself what kind of hitter that he truly is, because remember, all you need to do is go back and look at the numbers that he put up in college to see how easy it was for him to be so elite at hitting, uh, you know, when he was at Cal hasn't exactly been that same way since he's joined the White Sox organization. And boy, I'm sure he'd like it to be, Uh, you know, he says he can be a 300 hitter. He says he wants to be one of the best of the best in baseball. I mean, you see the motivation there. Um, And and really now it's about him going out and improving and proving it because there were at times last year where it looked like there was a pretty big hole in his swing and uh, he's got to go show that he deserves to be in the middle of that lineup. Remember, when we talk about Joan Moncada, when we talk about Aloy Jimenez, when we talk about uh, uh, Luis Robert Jr., these guys have been rewarded financially. Uh, Andrew Vaughn is not part of that group and uh, you know I'm not saying that the only motivation in baseball is to go get paid but don't you think that you'd like to see uh, a number next to your name that you think um, is informative of the kind of player that you think that you are so uh, Andrew Vaughn probably wants to show himself and show the decision makers in baseball uh, that that he is that guy that the White Sox talked about him being uh, way back on draft night in, in what was that 2019 or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's fourth year. It's time to put up or shut up for Andrew Vaughn. Now, I know he wants to be a 300 and that's good for him, and that's good for the White Sox if he becomes that. But you're a first baseman. I need more power from him, like 20-plus home runs. He had 21 last year. Fine. I need 30. I need him to raise his level of play. I need something better from him. He's the number three pick overall in the draft. It's his fourth year. No more, oh, if he plays a full year at first base, he's already done that. Well, if he settles down, he needs a full season, he's already done that. This year is the year that all the stuff comes to fruition for Andrew Vaughn, and he needs to put back to ball a little bit more over the fence. He was a one-on-one OPS Plus guy last year. For a first baseman, that's pretty poor. So I need him to raise the level of play. And it's good that he wants to be a better hitter and an overall 300 hitter. But if he hits 30 bombs, I don't think anybody cares about the average.
3: Yeah, I think the most surprising thing is the walk rate returned to his rookie uh, rookie year, 21% to 21.5% in his rookie year. Uh, but the walk rate is you know about three points different, uh, 8.7 to 5.9. Uh, you thought that when he would be finally comfortable defensively, he would maybe slip into more of that uh, projected player that he showed at Cal and maybe that player that got on base and was able to control the strike zone and really uh, as you mentioned had that hole in his swing so hopefully he's fixed that and if he goes out and hits 20 homers and he has an average of 30 or, or 300 uh, and he's getting on base you know 400% of the time oh, I ain't mad I, I mean hey let's just, let, let's, just let's, let's do something if all this stuff comes That's, to fruition
0: the White Sox are gonna be winning much more games than 78
3: that horrible uh, yeah and they could also win you know 60 again so I don't want to be too bullish uh, but uh, you know the Cubs came out with a hashtag, you have to see it today, yeah. right? Okay. Like, you know, Andrew Vaughn, you have to see it. Oh, don't. Well, they I had to take it down within 35 Vinny, minutes. Vinny,
9: you, you missed, you missed out.
3: Yeah. Uh, C- Cody Del Mendo is is, uh, I think, asininely uh, convinced that he can made the Cubs change it. Um, Ugh. So, <laughs> let's take a break. Just steal
0: Missouri's <laughs> thing and tell them to show me.
3: Golly, you gotta see it. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy that you try to dunk on the Cubs and uh, or you try to dunk on the Cardinals and like you have an upset Cardinals fan and then you're changing the hashtag with under an hour. Yikes. Anyways, (laughs) uh, and hi, Charlie. Uh, Charlie Bacon Guy is going to be in studio. So here's a little ad read for Charlie the Bacon Guy. (laughs) We're going to be testing out, uh, I think, some malort bacon. So sorry, Vinny, that you're not going to be in studio. I ordered Um, some too. Oh, you did? Look at you. Uh, (laughs) Chili lime, delicious. (laughs) Check out our guy, Charlie, who's going to be in studio. Uh, You could check him out at uh, charliebaconguy.com. All right, uh, let's also let you know about our friends over at Circus Sportsbook, uh, they have tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus one ten split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sportsbooks which may use minus one fifteen or minus one twenty split. They will likely offer the best line for you uh, to bet on the money line as well. So if you're feeling froggy, if you're feeling frisky. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks to win tonight. Uh, circus does have the best line at plus three twenty. So go check out our friends at Circus Sportsbook if you are looking to place a bet. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chat box bots and it might take two weeks for them to get back to you circa is going to take care of you and circa does not limit players based on their winnings every player has the same limits unlike other books who do limit winning winning players circa is the you know the, the, the Cathedral Sports Betting. It's where sports bettors want to be. It's the world's largest sports book. So download Cir- Circus Sports Illinois app at slash Illinois app. That's slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or some of you know may have a problem with gambling, call 100 Gambler 1 800 426 2537. Text GMB to 833 234. Visit areyoureallywinning.com. And we want to let you know about our friends over at Empire Today. Vinny, I think there's going to be a delay, but three, two, one. Five eighty eight, 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 eight,
0: 2300 eight, three hundred, Empire. Empire. It's kind Today. of that
3: roundabout thing. You yeah. know, weird. It's a weird. It's, a, it's an echo. Yeah. We were doing it in a church. Perfect. Uh, with Empire Today, you get Shop at Home Convenient, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats, but Empire won't be beaten out on quality, service, and speed, so competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. They keep shopping at floors simple with a curated product selection empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need and not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes what they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put in their product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles for your home and you could check out their virtual floor designer it's a great way to see how new oh it's oh It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's just easy. Snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Uh, Sorry, someone is updating the Google ad doc and moving everything down by a line. So uh, that's what what happened there. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. Again, uh, all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. EmpireToday.com slash CHGO. All right, let's get into the final people. Uh, we got Martin Maldonado and Mike Mustakas to hear from. Let's start off with Maldi first. And Maldi is going to talk about not only how he's going to help pitchers come into their own and kind of help find their form, which I know Brian Bannister is helping as well. And we're going to talk about him in a second, but also how he thinks Michael Kopech could have a really big year. Here's Maldi.
7: can start with they know, they, they understand what they can do. When they can do it, you know, um, you go from there. I think it is, you know, make made them believe on what they can do really good, you know. And uh, you know, and I think that's probably the best. You know, if you have any picture they has success in the village, they know what they got. You know. They enforced that as many times possible. Whether it's facing
2: him in years past or, or seeing him in very limited, uh, you know, bullpens this spring, what do, you, what do you see when you when you see Michael Kopech pitch? I
7: think that guy can be an off-star, man. He got, he got the he got the, um, the pictures. He um, seemed like he cares. Uh, you know, he's a high-energy guy. Um, you know, he's a matter of, you know, Understanding that you don't have to be super nasty, you'll be nasty. You know, I think he had the ability to do that. You know, he he showed some games that are really, really good, games game are really bad. But it's understanding that you can be you know, you don't have to be super nasty. You gotta do it just just what you got. I'm going you're gonna have success.
3: You don't have to be nasty. And uh, there was a good piece from our, our, your friend uh, and our friend, uh, James Vegan, over at SoxMachines.com, uh, where he chatted with Brian Bannister and uh, talked about these guys having a, an imaginary hula hoop around their waist. Um, and, too, hearing uh, Banny's thoughts on uh, maybe trying to find guys with different arm angles and maybe less being nasty, like Martin Maldonado, and giving just players something different to look at. I thought that Maldi being this veteran is going to be able to handle whatever's thrown at him. So again, maybe that is the reason why Maldi was focused in on to be brought in as this catcher, because if they're going to be throwing him uh, a Tim Hill from the left side, who's, you know, a submarine sweeper, and then, uh, you know, Jimmy Lambert, who's throwing more over the top, uh, it it might be good to a guy who's seen it all in Martino Maldonado.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And boy, huh, that that seems like it's going to land on a T-shirt, doesn't it? You don't have to be super nasty to be nasty. That uh, that seems like uh, uh, Martin Maldonado has taken marketing 101. Uh, but, you know, listen, I think that you're absolutely right. This is a guy who can do or could I should say can handle anything from behind the plate. And not only that. We, we saw him today in, uh in a bullpen I've, I'm I'm forgetting which pitcher it was I think maybe it was Dylan cease throwing a bullpen today and Maldonado is up there not catching the bullpen but he's up there talking to cease like one of the pitching coaches you know Ethan Katz was 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 there giving uh Dylan the coaching throughout the whole bullpen and at some point Maldonado comes up and he's like oh maybe you know you try to do this try to do that and you're like Oh, Martin Maldonado, catcher and uh, assistant to the assistant to the assistant pitching coach, I guess. But, um, you know, I I think that he's going to be a very valuable asset for this pitching staff. And it's already kind of showing whether you're hearing it in an interview like that or one of the ones that he's had with some of my, my colleagues or seeing it like we are in person with the way that he's interacting with the pitchers. You obviously realize right away why he was brought in. I mean, this is a guy who hit under 200. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he is not somebody who the uh, traditional person looking at a baseball reference page is going to say, that guy needs to be on my team. But you see the the attribute that he does bring is so good – And has had so much success that he's managed to stick in this game while being very much below average in other areas because his entire uh, body of work is dragged up so highly by that one thing that he does really well. And so if they're trying to hone in on making their pitchers better through any number of ways, obviously, like you referenced Brian Bannister, Martin Maldonado and his presence has to be included as one of those ways that they're trying to improve this major league pitching staff.
0: With all the new pitchers, you need multiple voices telling you the same things. Especially a veteran like Martín Maldonado saying all the things that he's bringing to the pitching staff, and then Brian Bannister with his wealth and knowledge and experience of being in the major leagues, and then also you know being with the Boston Red Sox and the San Francisco Giants, it's really uh, paying off for these guys. I just want Martín Maldonado to pass some that information on to his uh, teammates, maybe because he might be only here for a couple of years, and so uh, we need the next generation, the heroes of the world, to absorb some of the things that Martín Maldonado was doing, the Matt Stassi's of the world, To hey, I see what he's doing. Let me uh, repeat that, because it sounds like it's working out well.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Early in camp.
3: The Adam Hackenbergs. Come on, Herb. Let's let's give everyone some love. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you brought up catchers. Uh, but even Jesse Chavez, too, 40-year-old, who said that this is likely going to be his last year, and he's looking to go into pitching. Um, I think that he was a kind of a last-minute addition to this roster, uh, but when looking at the guys that could possibly make it onto the team. I do think that Chavez with his wealth of knowledge and being a guy that is right-handed, but also throws like 80, uh, it could be another way to really just change up uh hitter. So it's, it's going to be a really interesting pitching staff and we'll see how they manage it. Um, again, I don't know if it's going to be the most talented, but as Martin Maldonado said, you don't have to be nasty to be nasty. You just have to be different. You don't have uh, to be,
2: you don't have to be super nasty to be nasty. Let's get okay. it right. Because it might be, Hey, if the white Sox are looking for a hashtag, talk to Martin.
3: <laughs> right. Hey, he's got, he, he's, he's, he's on the, the team. I mean, if they're going to be using him as a coach, why not also use him in the marketing department? It's just financially, uh, you know, sound. All right. Uh, let's hear from our final guy, our guy, Mike Moustakis. Uh, you heard from, uh, well, I mean, I actually got rid of my, uh, in for Mike, uh, Mike, I know people were kind of like, Oh, Pedro and Chris Getz and that's why he's on the team former royal but he's very intent on you know knowing his position and knowing what he needs or the dude wants to make it to camp here's Mike Moustakas I got to make a team, um, you know, I got to go out there, I got to perform, um, do everything I can to make a ball
9: club, and, uh, you know, I'm fully prepared to do that, I'm excited, it's another opportunity, another challenge, and, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun.
6: As someone who's accomplished a lot, what, what is it like to kind of be in that standpoint
9: fighting to make a team? Again? I was there last year, so, uh, you know, it's the same mindset, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you want to keep playing Major League Baseball, you got to go out and do this, so I'm excited, uh, another opportunity, and, uh. You know, another chance to uh, you know play Major League Baseball, play baseball at the highest level. I'm excited to have that chance.
2: Did you see him as a future GM when you were on the same infield? <laughs>
9: Absolutely. Um, you know, he's always been you know an intelligent, intellectual guy, and uh, you know saw the game a little bit differently. And then when he was uh, you know with the Royals, um, you know in the front office, uh, you could see the you know the climb that he was starting to to have. And um, you know, for him to be in this op- uh, in this position, have this opportunity, it's awesome. You know, I'm really excited for him and what he's going to do you know not only in this organization but in baseball it's uh it's always nice to have former players you know up at the top and uh, you know make decisions so it's, it's a pretty cool opportunity not just for him but for any future player that wants to do something like that that take you away from
4: anyone else who does it but does it make a difference when you have former players who come back and, and kind of i think so i
9: think uh you know giving back to the game in any way possible uh it's uh you know something that uh, is, is really important to baseball uh, you know showing showing younger guys how to do things and you know having guys that are you know in positions uh, you know in baseball in management in front office it's important to uh you know have that other side of it being in the clubhouse and going through the grind every single day and uh, it's pretty pretty awesome for him and I'm really excited for for his opportunity. Um, but again, you know, I'm I'm here to make a ball club, so I'm I'm fired up to to go out there and you know get to work and and have that opportunity.
3: Herb, you were groaning the entire time.
0: It's not. I mean, the man needs a job. He wants a job. That's all good. But the White Sox don't necessarily need to give him a job. I just, just he's a 35 year old player that's on a minor league deal. So I get it. It doesn't hurt them to do this. But I would hope that. If we're doing this, you're giving those at-bats to younger players because the last two years of Mike Mussog's career haven't been great. They've been showing of a player who is falling off, and that's a natural regression. That's cool. But you don't need, as a rebuilding team, what the White Sox are, to be giving at-bats to people who will not be helping you in the future. Like, give these at-bats to people who, you know, used to be high talent and maybe they're 27 and they've fallen off with their original team Give the bats to those people. But Mike Moustakis is not going to really do anything for the White Sox, even if he makes this team. And if he does, they're going to trade him before July ends. So it's good to have reinforcements, but I would like more young youth like they're doing with some of the young uh, pitchers that they have and they're letting them battle in the either starting rotation or the relief corps. So I'm, I'm glad he's on the team, but I would wish they would have younger people getting these at bats.
2: I entirely get what you're saying, Herbert. I don't think it's a wrong thing to desire, but uh, to provide a little bit of insight that might be applicable, maybe not entirely in, in, in this specific in specific case with Mike Moustakis, but one of the things Pedro Graffol said today when talking about kind of the thing they're trying to do here, the identity they're trying to create, and the, the, the makeover that they're trying to give to this organization, he, he said something along the lines of, Hopefully we're watching in twenty years on TV and you turn on a White Sox game and you and we're able to say, We helped start that. We helped create what is, you know, the White Sox way, the thing that is uh, is uh, that you think of when you think of the White Sox, the way that they play the game. And I'm not saying that what you're the, the the type of player that you're talking about can't provide that. I'm sure there's guys out there who certainly could, and there's probably guys in camp that fit that description. But Chris Getz and Pedro Grifol are the ones who are moving forward on this plan to try to turn the to create a new identity for the White Sox. They know the type of guy that they want to bring in to set that foundation. And boy, do they know a lot about Mike Moustakis. And so I'm not saying that he's going to help them win any games. I'm not saying that he's going to be, uh, you know, very good at all. He might he might not make the team because he's just not do, playing well enough, right? But he might very much check the box of. That's the kind of player that we want in the clubhouse because he's the kind of guy who plays the way that we want this team to play decades into the future when there's nothing but World Series every year. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that there is a value here that they see. I'm not saying that it's the right move or that it's going to work out, but if I'm I'm looking to answer the question, boy, why is Mike Moustakas being given a shot at making this team? That's the answer I can give to you.
3: I I hear you out, but also... What if, because Mike Mustakis brought up, you know, the idea that Chris Getz has always been a guy that he thought could be a general manager what if Chris Getz hasn't updated his player sheet cards since 2013 and just needs to scribble out Mike Moustakis, Salvador Perez? Uh, I guess Nicky Lopez wasn't around. He wasn't. Um, all right, that bit only works for two guys. But, you know, hey, paid, okay. Pedro Graffal was written in as manager, um, right? Uh, you know, maybe it was written in pen and not pencil. Uh, it's. It, I get your point, Herb, because there was rumors about Dom Smith. He's 28, not 27 like you mentioned, but hey, fits the point um why sign Mike Moustakis rather than Adam Smith Vinny I get your point of you know Mike Moustakis is 35 and has more of that veteran presence that maybe would build that White Sox way I think it's delusional to kind of try to build a White Sox way when you're just starting but also you gotta set goals so I don't know I'm being pulled in every direction um it's Mike Moustakis is on the team. Maybe he's number 70 when I put the the players in in order of most excited to see. Um, Any final thoughts from this day of spring training, Ben?
2: just a busy day and and i mean you can tell that everybody's here now i mean you know i mean they, they they really hit the ground running in what they were doing out in the field not that it was anything unusual but you know it, it, it didn't really take them a lot of time to kind of just get right into the swings of th- swing of things it was a long day a busy day and you can tell that everybody's here and now things kind of really start and then we'll talk about it uh changing all again on friday when when the games start playing but or when the games start being played rather but uh this is this is spring training and now uh, uh everybody is uh fully arrived
0: and any news on that game on friday versus the cubs because uh see that you uh tweeted something out about the uh people who might be pitching that day
2: Yes, the uh, device on which I have that information written is being used to film my face right oh now, so God I don't have right the here, a full list in Vinnie. front of me. But I, I can say this. I can say this. Do not expect to, whether it's turning on your TV or looking at a box score, to see starting pitchers early on in Cactus League play for the White Sox. It's going to be a lot of bullpen days, and it's going to start with the list of guys that Sean is about to read out.
3: Yeah, no, We'll move your mouth, and I'll try to like <laughs> mimic your voice, and we'll, we'll marionette this. Jesse Chavez. Nicholas Padilla, my guy, uh, Joe Barlow, Frazier Ellard, and Alex Spees are expected to pitch in Friday's Cactus League opener against the Cubs. Uh, guys that I'm really excited to watch. Weirdly enough, uh, Jesse Chavez, obviously giving that you know mix of being a mid '80s pitcher, uh, giving uh, reminiscent of the Greg Maddux when he's 40 years old in the Padres un- uniform, uh, reminiscent of 47 year old Jamie Moyer pitching. Right, uh, like he's Sergio Romo. I'm thinking too. Wait.
2: Sean, are you calling him a mid '80s pitcher because
3: that's when he was born? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, velocity. Velocity. oh well, I didn't. I was also I, born I, in the mid '80s. I didn't know that. '83. Uh, I mean, he is kind of '83. Uh, that's 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 you know that's early '80s. Uh, anyways. Um, Nicholas Padilla, I didn't know he was kind of as nasty as he was. There's a video that I posted on, like, Saturday because I have no better time than watching a tape of Nicholas Padilla. I was wondering Um, that. I was like, what the hell? Did did Nicholas Padilla just pitch, and you're just like, oh, my God, I wasn't familiar with the game, Nicholas Padilla. Hey, uh, but there's a sweeper that he has against Elvis Andres in a game from like June, and it is nasty it's filthy uh so go check that out if you want it sean underscore w anderson uh joe Barlow's a new face uh fraser ellard's been in the minors but uh he's also kind of nasty as well so it's going to be interesting and alex bees can't throw a strike he was just picked up from texas uh when they i think it was to keep um it's at the end of the year october it was, i met it's not matt Moore, but it was it's a old veteran reliever uh they decided to keep him over alex bees uh and i yeah, we'll see what happens with Alex Spees. He's got just nasty stuff. There's a video from um, uh, Tread Athletics where he's throwing a bullpen for about eight minutes. So if you want to see a guy throwing like 99, uh, go watch Alex Spees pump. Uh, heat on YouTube. But uh, we have a live watch along with Blackhawk, so maybe don't do that. Uh, Subscribe to our CHGO sports YouTube channel. Hit that like button. Uh, Vinny's uh, been pumping out a ton of content, whether at allchgo.com or on our shorts page uh, on this YouTube channel. So make sure you're following him at Vinny Duber. Uh, He's going to be putting out more and more content uh, for the week that he is uh, left in Arizona. So we're excited to hear more from Vinny tomorrow at uh, 230 not 5 p.m. Uh, we're moved the show up on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be at 5, uh, but tomorrow, 2.30. So join us then. Uh, Vinny will be there at Vinny Duber. That's Herbert Lawrence at Wall 23 uh, And I'm Sean Anderson. You can find me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show. And thank you to everyone for hanging out with us. We will talk to you tomorrow at
7: 2.30. Goodbye. <laughs> we all